Hey, what's good, y'all? It's your girl, Ivy Rivera, a.k.a. Young Body, live from Brooklyn, New York. And this is Tissue in the Tape podcast, where everything is hip-hop. You better respect the heat holders. You dig? Dig? This dig, should be played dig. at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Like we always do about this time. Oh, this is Tissue in the Tape. Respect heat holders. Respect heat holders. Old school, new school, need to learn though. But the low end theory's here, it's time to wreck shop. Old school, new school, need to learn though. But the low end theory's here, it's time to wreck shop. I got tip and shot, so whom shall I fear? Stop looking, listen, but please don't stop. Recording live from somewhere. It is the Tissue and the Tape podcast featuring Davis Backwards and who states your name? Gay Star! Philmatic365, aka uh, Lost Son of Wakanda. Hey, hey, hey. What up? Hey, man, what's going on, brother? Hey, uh, you know what it is, man. Uh, just happy to be back, man. Fresh out the mountains, uh, with the with the family. Uh, we got we got to get you up there, man. This this, this was uh, one of them things that I didn't know how it was going to go, but it, it couldn't have went more perfect than how I thought it it should have went. So, man, definitely shout out to the war room. Shout out to uh, Dev, Jim, and all my um my new extended family sorry that's it's a beautiful thing man um yeah, yeah definitely like excellent uh, so yeah yeah i was excited to uh to to see you know the pictures um you know obviously the champ she filled me in she gave me a little play-by-play uh wow. here, here and there so she told me what was going on and she was just like yo that now that now they're here arguing about the word female oh man you're missing it so like <laughs> yo that was crazy um i don't i'm not i don't even want to get into that let's, <laughs> let, let's just stay far away from that she was like <laughs> Damn, that was he was like they're using their outside voices i was like uh-oh yeah it was, it was on it was on 11 in there but, uh, <laughs> but yeah no, it, it was um, dope though definitely glad to hear that um i love anytime um you know uh people get together especially our people um, and you know do our thing um by the way speaking of our people uh please check out tally and twine i mean please um they find time pieces that's from, right uh, the homie randy uh, yes definitely shout out to them uh find uh black owned uh time pieces at that that's right uh you can get 10 percent off if you enter the code uh t-i-t-t uh as you check out and um, you definitely uh, can get a gift for even though Valentine's Day is past. Uh, so yep. Don't worry about Time that. Pieces for the ladies now. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, ladies, guys, gentlemen. Uh, you know, get your get your watch game up. Uh, courtesy of, uh, like you said, a black owner um, doing his thing, entrepreneur man. Shout to Randy. It's tallyandtwine.com. And, and as always, the uh, first ten percent is on us. Uh, that other ninety, um, you got it. Yeah, that's on y'all uh phil let us yes, know uh what what we're doing today um you got a smile on your face i got a smile yeah. on my face we we got some new energy in the building that we're about to uh interject into the into the tissue into the into the tape deck man what's what's popping you already know man old school new school need to learn though yeah. um hey man uh a few months back uh we we, we uh we had uh the lovely uh ivy rivera on the show and uh she she let us in on um her homie who who hadn't 
the most experience with uh with hip hop and she kind of she kind of put her on blast a little bit and um in a good way though oh in a, in a good way but uh, a few days later the favor was returned in 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 a good way and so we so we had this uh this great idea let's let's take uh this beautiful young lady who has not heard so much hip hop and let's see how she could experience it uh, as a person that's never heard, you know, what we consider to be classic. And then in turn, we would uh, we would get some of her selections and, you know, as the quote unquote dinosaurs, uh, we, we, would, we would see how we uh, survive in this uh, brave new world. <laughs> um, so, so I reached out in, uh, Sure enough, all everything worked out, and today we have in the building we have uh, Miss Twenty Four Jaded herself. Uh, what's going on? What's going on, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad we can make it happen, man. Uh, live and direct uh, from uh, the the uh, extended the extended family of tissue and the tape from the barrel of long island mm-hmm. or i should say the city of long island yeah you're 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 on long island right that's how you say it. you're on long island <laughs> that's how you say it um i guess you could put it like that for okay. me it's it's not too deep because i'm right on the border of oh, queens wow. and long island so okay, okay. i could literally walk into queens if i wanted to so i'm not so deep but okay. yeah Consideration-wise, uh, I guess Long Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our our brother, uh, he he's out there in um, Manhasset. You know that? Oh, okay, yeah. Little, that's I mean, that's like twenty minutes out. That's, fur- that's, fur- that's further in, obviously, like way mm-hmm. in there. But yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah I've, I've been out there with him in um, Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. not that. Yeah, yeah. We okay. out here. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you know, for us, like, non-New Yorkers, we, like, be like, uh, you know, <laughs> we kind of, uh-huh. we kind of, like, we be like, uh, Long Island City. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, okay. Kind right, of, right, not right. quite. <laughs> right, right. We see you, okay, all right. You know, no. So you guys um, are both from Philly to get it, to get it right. So I'm from Virginia. Okay. We met in college at Hampton University. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, gotcha. um, we essentially... Um, I lived in Philly for for twelve years. Um, my wife is from Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, got a lot of family from Philly, so Philly's my second home. But yeah, and um, my second home is Virginia, where actually where you <laughs> grew up, where I live now. Oh, so, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Like like yeah. after co- after college, I went to where he grew up, and then he went to where I grew up. So yeah. it's it crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Through, through this thing uh, called the internet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you hear this with the awe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so cute. Y'all like intertwined. Wow. <laughs> it's all good, wow. you know. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, through this thing called the internet, you know, we've been able to connect and um, we initially started um, our movement, which was Hip Hop 365, uh, about mm-hmm. uh, six, six years ago. And then we did uh, the podcast podcast is going on four years this year so yeah. um mm-hmm. we you know just our, our whole thing is um you know one of our things is of course is um conservation through conversation and 
we really just look at it like I'm just trying to conserve the the, the culture, whether it be through um, us letting people know that dope stuff exists mm-hmm. um, now, or mm-hmm. in this in the case that we're speaking to you, um, letting people know that dope stuff exists back then. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just is this a trade off? So uh, this exchange thing that we that we deal with too is, is is totally in line with what we're trying to do. So completely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited. Um, low end theory. Now, mm-hmm. Phil, uh, I'm just going to just talk yes, about this for a second, and then I'll let you talk about it for a second. But um, it means a lot to to us in particular because it kind of really is like the soundtrack to our formative years, to our youth. Yeah, like <laughs> like the years where we really were were learning like who was who and what was what, like that that. Mm-hmm what was playing and um it it really formed a, a, a like if somebody tells you that their that their favorite album is low in theory like you already feel like you have a, a friend or a brother or a sister or you have mm-hmm. some type of kinship like off the rip absolutely yeah. like it's like that like you you build bonds over it yeah so like some of our like closest friends like it like it just so happens that they could tell you that album inside out back you know backwards forwards um and it just becomes an organic bond so when we when we speak to people that you know that are younger than us whatever you know Mm -hmm. or that that may even be our age that haven't heard it we want to make sure that that's something that that you get the chance to experience just because we know how it made us feel and -hmm. i know based off of some of the things that we know that you do, you do that same thing as far as putting people on. Yeah. Absolutely. The thing. So um that that's that's my take on low end theory just briefly. Phil, how do you, like how how would you explain it like in terms of like when you when you think about the album? Well see I, I look at it like um the years where you really start like connecting with the music, those those first albums or songs like in that in those years are the ones that stick with you the longest so you gotta when this album dropped me and Vi were 12 years old so okay th- this is this is you know yeah yeah you, you know you you're you're not quite in high school but you know you're starting to, to see things from a different perspective mm-hmm. so this is this is the start of what seventh grade for us yeah. <laughs> you know this is this is that i mean it was september 24th 1991 so we're literally you know starting school this is the soundtrack to that entire time of our life so mm-hmm. this this is uh what bonded me and several of my friends that i still have to this day uh a kid ryan man who i went to middle school with and high school with we're still friends to this day because of this album um me and my me and my brother brian johnson we're friends to this day because of this album because this is the thing oh you like tribe oh yeah what's your favorite song blah 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 i didn't even meet brian till two years later but this was still a connecting thing and then i met by 97 and it was another thing that bonded us so it it just kind of like kind of brought people into the circle um because they were kind of they weren't outcasts at the time but they were just alternative to what was popular at the time Mm -hmm. and they just brought a whole different sound like 
very few things sounded like that at the time so imagine hearing something that you never really heard before it wasn't their first album but it was it was the breakout album if you will you know even though the the first album was successful and critically acclaimed this was the one that you know and it also happened to launch you know the career of Busta Rhymes mm -hmm. so it was just it had so many standout things um Spike Lee directed one of their videos I mean it was just it was just a thing so it was just a great time in hip-hop because you had so much different things but they just stood out with their sound you know taking the um aspects of jazz and then just being this cohesive unit and building a what i consider to be a perfect album and a lot of others do too as well mm -hmm. with that being said jade what are my thoughts <laughs> what, what, are, what are your thoughts first of all do you have anything that's in your collection whatever you want to call it your catalog that you consider to be a perfect album like that's just where this person just there's nothing that they could have done better um when it stands um when it stands amongst its contemporaries it stands head and shoulders above it well well hold on jay before you do that um i want i want you to tell our audience um because they always used to hearing us and hearing us tell tell us about jade how'd okay. you get into hip-hop like what, what drew you to the culture okay so um growing up for me as a kid um i grew up in the suburbs so a large portion of rap i really didn't get into because you know I was kind of the kid that was the girly girl and I wanted to be a singer. So I was very into Aaliyah, TLC, uh, Britney Spears, NSYNC, that type of thing. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's what I wanted. That was my focus for a long time. I just wanted to be a singer. So I kind of submerged myself in, you know, R&B and things like that. It really wasn't until I was like 13, 14, 15 that I started listening more so to rap. And doing that, I found Tupac and pretty much fell in love with that. And that was kind of tunnel vision for me. <laughs> What's your favorite yeah. Pac song? Um, I have a lot. I would have to say if I had to pick three, maybe. Uh, actually, I'm not going to pick songs. I'll tell you albums. Okay. Fair I'll enough. go with the Seven Day Theory, the Don Caluminati. Um, all eyes on me, and mm, uh, I guess me against the world. Even though for me that's not like a fun experience to listen to, just because of all the things that he was going through in his life at that time. Um, but yeah, so I found Tupac, and pretty much that was like my focus, and you know, not to you know give you guys a little throwback to you know, when you guys heard about me. So for your people that are listening, um, when I was introduced to Tissue in the tape, it was kind of in the context of an article that I had written at the time that was, you know, me pretty much putting it out there that 4 for 4 was the first Jay-Z album that I heard in full. And I think that kind of took well, it did take people by surprise because, oh, how could you not ever listen to Jay-Z and listen to a full album and all that stuff? But 
for me, just growing up how I grew up, um, I really didn't focus on rap until, you know, I got older. And even now, because, you know, we're in a, a generation where I would say the sound is really changing. It, I don't think it's in a lot of ways the same of how it used to be. So, you know, sometimes people like me, we kind of get stuck into just listening to what's happening now instead of going back. We're, yeah. we're guilty of it though. Like, like when, when we were, I don't want to say your age, but when we were like getting into like rap, like we weren't mm -hmm. listening to, you know, the, Hey, now we, we go yeah. to the park and we yeah, go we to the going park and brush, you know. hey, we're going to go to the, like, yeah. we weren't, we weren't, <laughs> yeah, we weren't it was, listening. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. it was, it was, I mean, we, we, if we had somebody <laughs> to show us, like, hey, you know, like, so, so yeah. like, I get mad when, when people be like, oh, you know, these young, like, yo, we, we weren't listening to the park jam, like, tape. Mm -hmm. you know, because like, I'm sure like, to you, it probably felt a little outdated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it definitely felt outdated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, we're actually probably worse. Like, no. if, 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 <laughs> no, you can, if you can listen to paid in full, you know, like, you listen to paid in full rock him. Or I can listen to you know uh, DJ Light Light Gas Bulb and you know the you know the you know the, the Parkside Boys out you know the live jam or whatever like it's just not even close. Yeah. You know. So yeah. So no. And did you did you see the Get Down? Um, the Netflix, Netflix special, right? Yeah. It was a no, I never took the time to watch it, but I heard okay. great things about it. No, I, I was gonna say it, the, the 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 difference is like what they were doing to like to like Nas that was like the yeah that was like the difference so imagine us listening to like Nas and then and mm -hmm. then there's you know we're going to kick it we're going to run yeah going to yeah big contract so it was a, it was so different so I understand when you say you didn't you didn't necessarily mm -hmm. go back you were just focusing on what's what's going on now so I get it yeah yeah so that's that's pretty much me and um I guess for me you know, singing kind of was something that I grew away from as I got older and I discovered that I really had a passion for writing. So, you know, going forth now, that's kind of where I'm putting all of my energy into and becoming a writer and, you know, writing for different publications and just a lot of different stuff that I want to accomplish in life. So, but that's where I am right now. Come out, come out, come out. Yeah, yeah, you just you just gonna you just gonna lightly stunt on and and not even uh, mention any of the publications. It's okay. It's fine. It's okay. We're, we're all friends here. Yeah. Mhm. Mm I don't like. Um, I'm very like just personality wise. I'm not one to like really talk about myself. So okay. like, I don't like to over. You know, throw the details out there. Yeah. But I, I can talk about it if you want to talk about it. I mean, it. you can you can just give us the the minutia, just just the just the little just no no. Hey, if you, know. you if you say it, I'll talk that shit for you. <laughs> I have no problems. Yeah, facts. That's, that's, that's true. Okay, so do you want me to kind of like go through like my journey as like from when I really started taking writing seriously Absolutely. to now? Let's get it. We here. Okay. The tissue cares that don't nobody else care. Yeah. Oh, you guys are sweet. <laughs> okay. I think it's so, like <laughs> so pretty much, um, I enrolled in Brooklyn College, and at the time, I started going for television and radio. And I noticed that a lot of the classes that I was taking was kind of geared towards film and writing for television. 
and it wasn't for broadcast and what I wanted to do at the time. So I figured, okay, well, how can I get a little bit more experience in this field? So I went to the TV and radio center and I was like, you know, I'm really into hip hop. I want to, you know, experience being on the radio and stuff like that. Like, what can you do to help me? So they put me on with a show called Tea Time Radio, hosted by Ivy Rivera. <laughs> and that's how, you know, I kind of started getting into that. And I, we probably did a year at Brooklyn College. And after a year, uh, we moved to a private studio in Brooklyn. And we continued with Tea Time Radio. Eventually, that came to an end. Um, and then we started the Ivy Rivera Show. So before the Ivy Rivera Show started, I had written a blog post in 2014, and it was about Tupac and, you know, his multidimensional character. It, it was a long post, and surprisingly, it was just something that I did out of just boredom one day, you know, just passionate about the, the topic. And I wrote the post, and that was it. I just stopped writing for like a year. And one day, I just happened to be telling her about it, and she was like, you know, if you like writing and you know, you're here, you're meeting all these people, you should take advantage of the opportunity and continue with your blog. So I did. And, you know, I restarted my blog, I started interviewing um, producers that went to artists that went to DJs. And in my time doing that, I said, Okay, well, I know that I can do this for me, but can I do this for another publication? So in that time, I pitched myself to r and Base which I landed that, thankfully. And I wrote for them for about a year or two. Uh, that came to an end because they are switching their site from writing to streaming because streaming is the big thing right now. So in doing that, I managed to land a position as editor for the new MVMT, um, which is hosted by DJ Drewski, who's a DJ at Hot 97 up here yeah. in New York. Um, and yeah, this this is pretty much what I do outside of being a student in school and working full time. Um, I write my blog posts. I interview artists, uh, DJs, you know, producers, anybody that has a story that, you know, is meant to be told and that has something that other people can take out as a lesson. Um, I curate monthly playlists that I put out. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to thrive in here. <laughs> tell, tell the people about the playlist because that that's something that that uh, definitely caught my eye and, and you you yeah. literally have uh, put put me on to some people that I that I probably would have never heard had not been uh, had I not been listening to your playlist. So yeah, the the wow. news the, the newsletter alone. I mean, I'm I'm reading it and I'm like. Ooh. Really? Wow. Oh, okay. But you know, but like, yo, that's like definitely helpful. So yeah, just tell the people. Um, yeah. So yeah, I they guess. Can find it and everything. Okay. Um, so I guess the slogan of my, my blog site, I decided to make it let me put you on because, you know, I'm speaking from my perspective and I'm putting people on this platform that I believe are dope and have a story and are not just um, stars per se, but they're people that have authenticity to their craft and you know their everyday life. So in doing so, um, I just decided to you know create a playlist because you know I'm always listening to music and I feel like 
you know, a large ex part of the experience of listening to music is creating a vibe and the songs that come before and after and the artists, it can really contribute to the overall feel of what you get from just sitting down and, and listening to music. So um, in doing that, and I wanted to put, you know, new artists that people had never heard before that are out here working or even mainstream artists and just mesh both of the sounds, you know, and, you know, say, okay, well, this is what I like, you know, hopefully you'll like it too, or you'll find something that you can take away from it. So I started the playlist and I felt like, okay, well, how can I get a little bit more intimate with my audience and, you know, really show people, okay, this, you like this, you like this, well, let me give you all something that's going to fit and you can choose what you want to learn more about or not want more about. And that's how the newsletter came about. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So, all right, we learned a little bit about your origin story. Mm -hmm. uh, we understand what your, uh, what I guess, what was kind of like your gateway. I don't want to say mm -hmm. drug, but, you know, we, we look at, look at music kind of like a, you know, like a drug sometimes. So, Mm -hmm. say gate gateway into into the whole um genre it was pop for you it seemed like yeah yeah a large um, part of it was so we, we know that and then we know um you know what what you do in terms of the playlist the newsletter your blog um you know just some of the things that you've done so far mm -hmm. um now let's get into um just uh <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's get into uh, low end theory. First of all, mm -hmm. so when, we, when, he, when Phil and I first listened to it, like we didn't have as many options, or as many ways to get this, um, you know, this piece of work. We had to, um, you know, either get it the set, and then, you know, if if you were on some other stuff, maybe you had the vinyl. But mm -hmm. I mean. The CD option eventually kind of came. I didn't get my CD for like two years. I had the cassette for two years. But um, I had the cassette first. Yeah. Um, wow. And then I hustled myself into a CD. Yeah, yeah, I eventually did. But I think I ended up buying two tapes before I had a CD. How did you listen to it? Where Where did you go to, to, to find it, to put it on your device? And how did you listen to it? Um, I went to Tidal. <laughs> okay, yeah. I went to Title and I listened to the album in full there. Shout and out to then, the people that Title. Mm-hmm. And then just to make sure I was getting like a, a a general feel of the group and you know where they were at at the time when they released the album, I went and I watched a documentary on YouTube. You know, just yeah. to really submerse in it. But nice. um, I think. I don't know if you guys think that I'm going to butcher it. Do you think I'm going to butcher it? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. That, that I'm, is... I'm, I'm cocky with it. Like, when it, when it, comes, when it comes to Tribe, especially those, those two albums, Back to Back, Lone Theory, and the, the ensuing Midnight Marauders, like, I, I don't feel like there's a way that someone could listen to it. Maybe you're about to change it, but I don't feel like there's a way you can <laughs> listen to it and butcher it. Mm -hmm. You can give your honest opinion, and, like, the most you can say is it's not for me. But butcher it? No. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna butcher it. I'm not gonna butcher yeah. it. Um, I feel like the way that you guys explained it, of putting it in the context of it came out for you guys at a certain time in your life. 
So it's always an album that you can look back on and reflect on and remember where you were in relation to other people and what was happening in your life. I think it really sets the context on a personal level. Um, on a general level, I think that it was definitely an album that helped to change the sound of music at the time, being that the production on the overall album was very minimal and they did have a, a lot of jazz influence. Um, I think at the time it was also a good, um, a good projection for music being at a point where it was changing because even, I think it's Q-Tip, he says in excursions, um, uh, don't you know that things go in cycles, you know? So it really shows where rap kind of was at that place in time. So I think it overall it was a refreshing album to listen to because it really doesn't it isn't similar to anything that is out right now but I can see how it influenced a lot of the sound that we have right now or opened the doors you know for different artists that we have right now like one of one of the biggest artists um, ever he actually just now just did the all-star games uh halftime show pharrell like mm -hmm. he can barely verbalize like when you talk about this album he can't mm -hmm. like he turns, into, he turns into like a, a little kid like <laughs> yeah crazy. yeah like he, he's a he's like wow. an eloquent, like articulate just thoughtful guy Mm -hmm. And when when he starts to talk about this album, it's just like a whole bunch of like anomatopoeia, like pow <laughs> and die, yeah, it's just like you know, it's like it's just all like just all his emotions just start to take over, and he can't really just mm -hmm. express what it means to him. And I think, like, you look at it now with hip-hop being the number one stream music, the number one purchased music, the number one imitated um, music, the number one sought-out music. Number one culture. Genre. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. period. Like, people are starting to realize, like, okay, this is how I feel about it, too. Like, certain things. It may not be something mm -hmm. from the past, but they could hear God's plan and be like, man, I've never heard someone do this like this before. Uh -huh. You know, so it's 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 a feeling that we all I think get, especially the, like how we kind of relate to each other. Like when you realize that someone's a hip hop head or someone has mm -hmm. a certain reverence for it, it's like okay, so you've had that same feeling that I've had. It yeah. may not be about the same album, may not be about the same time period or era, but it's definitely about something. Mm -hmm. So that leads yeah. us to Davies. We're gonna come. We're gonna come back to you. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. kind of trick off. We're gonna come back to mm -hmm. you. So when we initially talked about this, we talked about this exchange program. Uh -huh. Phil was like, all right, so she's going to give us some homework. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You I, like I, homework? <laughs> listen, you know, judging from the newsletter, judging by the playlist that you put together, I'm like, okay, so mm -hmm. it's probably not going to be XXX extension. Uh, like, we, no. we, probably, we probably won't be sub subjected to something like that. Mm-mm. However, it may be something that we might not necessarily already have in our catalog, so I'm open for it. Mm -hmm. When he said Dave East, I was like, okay, because we've actually spoke about him on the show mm -hmm. um, back when we used to uh, illegally play music on our show. We got, <laughs> we've played 
you know, some of his joints before. Without um, Universal. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we kind of probably got off that train right around uh, Hate Me Now. Oh, right got off the out. train. Yeah, because because we were kind of early to it, so we were we, uh-huh. like any anybody that 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 the guys that we respect um gives a cosign to. So when Nas says, "Hey, look, listen to this guy," we're like, "Okay, you got it's not, gonna t- it's not gonna take a whole lot." Okay, he already has that equity with us. Uh-huh. So it's like if Nas says, "Listen to this guy," I'm at least listening to just see if he's nice or not off tops, right? Okay, so we were already you know familiar with them and then by the time hate me now came out and then it was mm-hmm. like okay like yeah do do straight mm-hmm. and once he started to kind of get a little bit more popularity mm-hmm. you were just, just like oh he's fine yeah we're like it's cool <laughs> da- da- davies exists he's, he's in his own he, he he's in his own world his yeah he's, mm-hmm. he's got his lane cool like all right okay bet. so mm-hmm. um you know, so a couple projects came out. What was it? Paranoid came out. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Cari Chanel. Chanel. We were like, okay, I mean, mm-hmm. not not for me, whatever. So when so when Phil said P two Paranoid two, it was like, all right, let's let's give it a shot. Uh-oh. So he, <laughs> he listened to he listened to it first because he he knew you know what you said and then he told me, um, mm-hmm. you know afterwards. Um, so I'm gonna let him start, Phil. You know, P two, oh. par- par- paranoid two, man. Well, you first know, I gotta say, uh, Kyrie Chanel. I, I, it was, it was cool. It had some, it had some cool songs in there, but yeah. Overall, I thought it was like he, he didn't. It wasn't a consistent album. It mm. was, it was like kind of like all over the place. And I, and I thought I saw like I had like so much potential. Like I saw so much potential, like like the fact that he got the cosign from Nas and he got Nas talking on the joint, but then Nas doesn't rap. Mm-hmm. And then like he was supposed to be on Nas's label, Mass Appeal, and then like I guess like a few weeks before the album was supposed to drop, it's on Def Jam. It's like uh-huh. all right, so they gave him the bag, whatever. But Def Jam's going through their own internal issues, so I think I don't think his albums had proper direction i don't think they had like like a and a and being an a and r is a lost art um and it's very rarely happens these days and i don't think he got that the way a new artist should mm-hmm. even though he's had a ton of mixtapes it's different when you start to do a retail album you know for a lot of different reasons so flash forward to p2 I actually think P2 is better than anything that he's done prior to that, including um, Kyrie Chanel. And yeah, I do, for the simple fact, I think he's better. The The songs might not necessarily be better. The features might not necessarily be better, but I think he's better as an artist. Mm-hmm. The, 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 biggest, the biggest issue that I had with the album, though, um, two things. One, I, I did I did enjoy it. I don't know how much I'll be revisiting it, only because again, he didn't have he didn't have a direction. I don't I think he needs I wanna say he needs like a, a primo or or like a Pete Rock, somebody a producer to work with that's that's been in the game a while that can like kind of like coach him along and hone his skills. 
because like when I hear him, I hear like Guru from Gangstar, and Guru from Gangstar was made better by being with DJ Premier. He didn't necessarily have to be with DJ Premier, but it made him a better artist, made him a better MC, and then working together made they made each other better. I think Dave East kind of needs that. Um, with the way Dev Jam is currently constructed, they don't have those those options in place. Um, hopefully, when um, Paul Rosenberg officially takes over, that'll change. But as it is right now, he's doing it on his own. So I think he kind of gets, he starts to go out of his comfort zone when he starts to do like the double time rapping. And it, it doesn't really seem to be him. And I think it takes away from what he does best, which is the storytelling, which is the street shit. Um, doing the, the stuff that, that kind of fits the sound for now doesn't really work with his skill set, in my opinion. So I I I actually enjoyed the album. Um there's some uh I was I don't never remember the names of songs anymore. <laughs> But um, Corey was dope. Um, like I think he's a great storyteller. Um, the, mm -hmm. the the whole concept of the of the song Corey, I thought was dope. Mm -hmm. um, uh, talk talk to Big, I thought was dope. Um, just just like the whole, you know, that whole um, concept and you know how he was feeling at the time, and it was it was a great opener for the album. So like, but the, when he starts to get into like the the, the joint with Ti. It's kind of like it's annoying. That, look, look, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. See what I did there. Um, but um, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't think. I think that was him trying to cater to what he thinks people want to hear from him instead of doing what he does best. Mm -hmm. So, if I was get, I don't know what what kind of rating scale we giving. If I was saying, if so, it was, all right, let's let's do it. Let's do it from a hundred. Like okay. A, like, like a like a grade in the paper, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, out of a hundred, uh, we'll go back to that's where we're gonna go back to you in a minute and get your your grade. So Phil, what what do you grade this? And I'll give you mine. I would say overall, I would give it a seventy-five. Okay. Just and 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 I know we haven't done the rating things before with you, uh, Jay. Mm -hmm. Him getting the seventy-five from me is 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 very good considering that most I would be trashing most people right now, <laughs> um, okay. like real bad. That's but, fair. No, but that, <laughs> but I I really I really like Dave. I think he's super talented. I just think he need he needs like I would love to see him work with one producer and just lock in with one producer and really like craft. Of a project that's mm -hmm. not necessarily the, the I mean it's kind of like been a wave with some artists to work with one producer I mean even Jay did it um but I think if he did it and got with a producer that fits his sound I think he could make something really really dope like just just based off the storytelling he could even do a I could see him doing a concept album where the whole thing is a story and it just connects mm -hmm. kind of like a, a good kid type of album and I think it could really be dope but he has to get with the right producer to craft the sound that that brings the best out of him and I just don't think he's getting that right now so my take on it just really quickly um what Phil is saying is actually pretty interesting because if you could think about him with like 
you know, since he, he wants to kind of wave the Harlem flag, if you want to think of him with like heat makers, like mm-hmm. they just give him, you know, just their signature sound, a sound that we kind of um, love the diplomats for. I think that's something that he possibly could go for. It's my, my gripe with him is, um, and I actually enjoyed the album too. Um, my gripe with him though, like I think he actually is a nice guy. Like he seems like a, like a nice person. And sometimes with, 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 <laughs> with, with, with our rappers, like not MCs, well, that's a whole nother thing, but with our rappers, our guys that we just feeling like um, if they weren't rapping, they would be in the streets. Like, so like my, my theory with MCs and rappers is really quick. Like I think MCs are like the, the type of guys where they're like creators, right? So if they weren't, they weren't crafting bars and they weren't making lyrics, they would be doing something else in a creative sense and maybe maximizing their creative potential. Some kind of art. <laughs> Some type of art. And then rappers are like, yo, like I'm only rapping so that I'm not climbing through your, your window. Like this is my hustle. <laughs> you know, this is this is my hustle. I'm nice. Like I'm I'm nice. Like Cameron mm-hmm. always says, like I'm I'm nice. I'm a businessman. I'm not trying to be lyrical. Like I feel like that's what rappers are and Dave I'm is a, a hustler rapper. that knows how to rap. <laughs> right. Like Dave, Dave is a rapper, but I think he's a nice guy. Like he used to play ball with Kevin Durant. You know, like he's like he was known as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And like some of some of this, you know, I, I used to shave to shave this and sell this and clap this and bang that. It doesn't really fit what my vision of him is because I really see him as like a nice guy. Like so when I'm listening to to it, I'm always like kind of apprehensive because I'm like, it just doesn't seem like he's someone that, um, you know, that that is uh, is necessarily living all of this. Um, and but that tells mm-hmm. you what type of storyteller he is, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm I'm okay with that. But if also if he took the Joey badass route, where, where Joey came out, he he more so took the nostalgic approach. Like I sound like I was born in this era, so. I'm gonna kind of give you this. I think he would really flourish, kind of what Phil was saying, as far as locking in and you know maybe mm-hmm. doing that. But overall, for P2, um, as far as a grade for it, I probably would give it about an 83. I'm a little bit more of a lighter grader than Phil, based wow. off of the fact that I mean I I know I know what it takes to come up with you know this from him, and so does Phil. But I'm saying like what he did as far as put out a project so close to paranoid the true story like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't even that far ago so it tells you mm-hmm. you know he, he's putting in the work it's just it seems like he's we're watching him find himself mm-hmm. you know like with, you know like with the like with kendrick like he he kind of hit us consecutively but if you look at from you know overly dedicated to where when he finally got to section 80 he took a little gap year um to to really Mm-hmm. get you know get get himself like all right this is uh, i know people know me a little bit but this is who i'm actually gonna hit the mainstream with and i think just missing that like that's just that part of his development that just wasn't honed in yet like who am i mm-hmm. you know like he, he could easily play the um pretty thug rapper role the, the lloyd banks kind of fabulous you know like yo i'm fresh but don't get it twisted I think he's kind of missing that. That's mm-hmm. probably his lane. But he's also, you know, like I'm also a deep thinker too. So let me give you these stories. 
but um he's just maybe just not resonating a little bit like the buzz that he had probably about two years ago compared to where we are now it'll be interesting to see how he's able to flip that um to regain some of that momentum so and, and again i put that on def jam with the with with the way Def Jam has been run the last several years, mm-hmm. taking on new artists, they haven't they haven't put their artists on the pedestal like they've done in the past. Like there's no way you have a talent like his and not promote it the way like not not saying he's Method Man or Red Man, but you know like I know by like when when it was the month of the man and they would you know I, I was out there handing out posters and flyers you know when that was a thing. So to to not get the, the the promotion and and do do we even know what the, what the single was from P two? Do you know? Uh, I don't think there is a single. To be honest with you, <laughs> exactly. if there is one, it's the joint with Tory Lanez. Yeah, and, yeah. And, true, and, true. I mean that, that would that would make sense. But again, the fact that we don't know for sure if that's the mm-hmm. single, that's a problem. Yeah. You know that that should be pumped out to radio. That should be, you know, I mean, videos aren't really a thing like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. you have to be out performing that, hitting stages. And, and Jade, and Jade, what is it? Is it a street album? Is it a mixtape? Is it a? It's not a studio album. Which one is it? Um, I think what I think it would be classified as an EP. Not an album, but it's definitely long enough. It's got <laughs> fifteen songs. It's got a lot yeah. of songs. It's definitely <laughs> long enough. Well, it well, this is what it officially says. It it says twenty seventeen Def Jam recordings of division of Universal Music Group, High Universal. Yeah. Um, so uh, by that, I would assume that it's an official, you know, release. Uh, through they, the label, they they try to mm-hmm. hold on to the studio album um, title just because they know that's what people kind of really grade people off of. So yeah, this is it. I, what what do you grade it? So I I got an eighty three. Phil had a seventy five. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, not to piggyback, but I am gonna agree with Phil. For me, it was a seventy five. Um, if I'm being honest, if I'm not being honest, I'll probably give them an 85 just because I'm a Dave fan. Okay. But we can't do that. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> so I would say it's a 75 just because I felt like the album was a little bit too long. Um, you know, I feel like when you when you saturate an album like that, you just give people too much all at once. Um, even though there were only two songs that I really, actually three that I could have did without, it was the skit that he did, uh, yes. the, the thank you. <laughs> oh man. And the I, great- I, I, didn't even, I, I was- I'm right here with you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he keeps running back to skits, but um, yeah, we could have cut that one out. Um, I felt like storytelling wise, he definitely has shown his growth which is great um but like you guys said when it comes to sound and production and finding himself you know we're still seeing him struggle through you know which way he wants to go so uh, 75 for me uh it wasn't my favorite project of his that he's done yet Definitely do you think it's, if it's, is it important if you're introducing him to a new audience do you think it's important for them to hear this one 
because it's the most recent one or because it's you know a good representation of of who he is as i would say because it's the most recent one but not because it's a good representation of who he is for me i always felt like Kyrie chanel really told you dave and where he wants to go as far as superstardom Mm-hmm. And Paranoia, a true story, just gave you the insight on where he was coming from. So um, for this, this is kind of just filler for me, mm-hmm. even though it does give more insight onto like his lyrical ability and his storytelling. Um, but it wouldn't be like the first project that I hand somebody. Definitely. So do, do you think this era is just this just such pressure on artists to keep their name fresh, to keep their name out there? And he's somebody that's obviously a studio rat. He's always in the studio making making songs. You think it's just mm-hmm. the pressure of I have to put something out, and it's so easy to like. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to print these out. You don't have to print out, you know, ten thousand copies of this. You can literally just put it on for people to stream, and it keeps mm-hmm. your name going. You think that's just where we are now, where we're just gonna just end up getting so much material from artists like Dave, and just have to kind of just sift through it and see what we like and don't like. I, I think so. Um, I definitely think so. Do you like uh, that? I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I guess it really depends on which artist you're talking about. And, you know, you really have to find the people that can hone in on that and, you know, do it well to a T. Um, I feel like if you're a Dave East fan, like you've been fed well over the past three years. Definitely. From, Even before he features. got on. Yeah. yeah. Like you, like, and that and that's something to where if you're a like a, if you're a fan of someone, mm-hmm. like that's that's all you can ask for. It's like to me, you know, like that's that's really what it's about. Like for you to maximize the most out of their time, yeah. like because it's gonna be a time where nobody's checking for you, so you might as well. Yeah. So that's blood. like it could go, you know, because people want to be relevant. They want to have people keep talking about them. They don't want to be the artist that comes back and people are like, oh, where have you been? Mm -hmm. And then there's also the factor of, you know, people aren't making as much as they used to from just their music. They have to do touring. They have to, you know, Mm -hmm. sell merchandise and all these other things. So it's like, well, how do you get on a tour? You have to have music. Nobody wants to hear the same 10 songs from the last album that you did six months ago. So I guess there really is a pressure to like be consistently putting out new things. I don't know if that's a good thing though. Yeah. You want to be Kevin Hart, but you don't want to be Kevin Hart. And, <laughs> and, and, and what, what I mean by that is you want you want to be successful, you want to be consistent, but you don't want to mm-hmm. oversaturate yourself. Yeah, like you said, that was, that was the word right there that totally oversaturated that mm-hmm. that's what kind of explains where we are with this one. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a P3 before he came out with a, a, a studio album. <laughs> Let's hope not, because <laughs> that would yeah. be interesting. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 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 again, I just think he really just needs to find. I, like I, the reason I like this album is because I think he's grown lyrically, and it does give you insight, but. Like I think he needs to kind of mesh his growth with the energy from Kyrie Chanel, and I think if he can get, mm-hmm. if he can kind of combine those two, I think he can find that link. Um, yeah. I still, I still think he needs, I, I think he needs uh, one or two producers to work with. Like, like using the using the uh, the heat makers would be. Um, I hadn't thought about that, but that would be a great 
fit for his sound. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're established in the game. They could they could make the music to fit what he does and bring the best out of him. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, you need to make that happen, yo. <laughs> you know, you put him, put put him on. <laughs> there you go. Oh, um, well, let's see. Let's see what let's see what we can do. Honestly, uh, Dave's uh, next project. Um, I mean, that, that that could that could be your next that could be your next piece you could talk about. Next you project, know, right? Why 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 Dave East needs to needs to do the heat <laughs> yeah. There you go. Let's see what we can do. That would be fun. Before <laughs> before before we actually get to the end of the show. And we uh, do, you know, just a, a little bit more um, maintenance on this. Just wanted to just uh, double back and just go back to um, low end theory. Mm-hmm. <coughs> as far as grading it, um, you know, Phil and I just, you know, basically lauded about it and said we probably thought it was a, you know, a perfect album. Yeah, I'm um, stupid with my rating, so. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so although he thinks it's a perfect album. Phil, <laughs> what do you what do you rate? You know, low in theory out of a hundred. Well, I, I was saying, saying perfect would would obviously mean it would have a hundred, but <laughs> not not quite. Um, although I think it, I, I, no, I would give it. I would give it really. Um, nineteen ninety one. Phil would say, "Oh yes, a hundred off, of course." But like listening to it right now, I would I was still I still grade it super high. I have it at at about a ninety five. There's a couple things that definitely stand out in in, in twenty eighteen that that I was like, ah. uh, classic example. Um, I was like, yeah, that just doesn't work right now. Um, I understand what they were trying to do, I, but even then, I didn't think they executed it well. Um, um, it was funny, and one one song I wanted to ask you about in particular, Jay, uh, mm. the importance of a sky pigeon. Um, <laughs> one, uh, how familiar are you with the uh, the lauded, the vaunted, the sky pigeon? Um. Okay, so I remember pagers being a thing. Um, not for a long time though for me from when i was born i think the last time i saw a pager i had to be like maybe three years old yeah so um <laughs> you know the shit man. you know <laughs> how old were you guys <laughs> yeah i had one so yeah, I definitely had one. You know, that was that was like the crown jewel of, of my no. uh, teen years for sure. You couldn't, you oh couldn't tell me that. And that was like having like um, that was like having like the newest uh, iPhone. You know, that mm-hmm. was that was the you iPhone. You felt popping every with, time it rang, right? Oh, no, <laughs> I didn't have to feel popping. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yo know, just just to see it, and it was like um, it was it was like having um. Whatever, whatever name brand belt you wanna you wanna say, it was that. It was yeah, yeah. that that Scott Patriot was whatever whatever logo buckle you wanna you wanna wow. say Laurent, you know, That's Louis. No like you you would you would be like ah. you, you make a point to uh, uh, and, and show you little you little you know what I mean? Wow. Like, the, the one thing so I'm from, you know, again I'm from antiquated old racist Virginia. And um, you actually, 
could not take those to school, you would get suspended for 10 days if you had a pager. Wow. And I, and I, like, I know that like, much of a disruption. Like one, of, one of my closest friends, she actually lost, she actually ended up, she was a year ahead of me. She actually ended up graduating with me because she, it wasn't even her pager. She was holding someone's pager. Like she just had it and she got caught with it. And then essentially like, yeah, she got suspended for uh, the rest of the school year. She wasn't able to finish. The perception was that you were dealing drugs, or you were involved in something that was a little bit more um, extracurricular. <laughs> exactly. Wow. And I think about it now, um, you know, like however many years later, my little sister was in the same, walking the same hallways, you know, several years later. Mm -hmm. um, and she had an iPhone. That yeah. was just like it's just the evolution of things, you know. But yeah, yeah, that 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 sky pager, man, that that was it. It, it signifies something too, like 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 we're saying, like it it meant something to us, but it also meant something to the yeah, culture. It meant something and, totally different to, yeah, to, yeah, to, to others. To others, uh -huh. while it it wasn't it wasn't banned in our school, um, it was definitely you were definitely uh put on like a little list like they mm -hmm. didn't officially write your name down but they would they will watch it. it's like a no-fly you know? list okay. yeah <laughs> and then and then and then cops if they saw them, you know you know you were automatically you know yeah. hey hey come here let me let me holler at you for a minute it was all it was all a part of reaganomics reagan era like uh, mm -hmm. you know, yeah this, this was like the birth of stop and frisk um okay it was it was the block like, was hot yeah um, it was <laughs> yeah. hot and then and, and the thing that made it hotter is because so many of the people that had them it, it was a style thing because the artists that we looked up to had i mean they, they, they made a song about it so mm -hmm. we told you how important this was we're 12 years old you hear that song first thing i gotta get a sky page got to yeah but <laughs> wow. but knowing knowing at the same time that what the perception of that is now mm -hmm. it got to the point where you could go to a, a corner store or a poppy store bodega whatever you want to call it and get them it got to that point you know and then it got it also got to the point where people would have them and they wouldn't they wouldn't be real they wouldn't work yeah they wouldn't work <laughs> that's they just crazy have them. they have them clipped on you know they had little colors i mean it was a any any accessory that you could think of now that's crazy I'm to, I'm what, what would you consider the uh the sky pager of today i guess i guess uh beats yeah when, yeah when beats yeah. were like you, you yeah know, like like five years ago beats. yeah beats mm -hmm. were the the, the, <coughs> the had to have. Mm -hmm. they were popping and then but you yeah. Yeah, you pop up. Yeah, you were good. The belt, the belt too, though. The like belt the, is the Hermes belt, the Louis belt. The, yeah. Make you know. sure you see the H. You know yeah. that that was the thing. That's you, crazy. Yeah, but that, that. So I mean, you you think about the things that people make songs about now, and it's funny to hear like the equivalent to that in 1991 was the Scott Page. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so Phil, you said 95. 95 for me. I I say ninety seven. Um, and Jade, what do you say? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at this shirt. All right now. 
they yeah, yeah. they like um, running the jewels. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Well, no, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep yeah, it to, yeah, to, yeah. to you. Don't, don't, yeah, don't yeah, go there's, by. There's uh, no, there's no judgment here. We, we really just are interested in your opinion. So, yeah, it, you know, whatever you say. It'll, it'll, uh, for me, I'm going to have to say it was a seventy. <gasps> For me, <laughs> I know that stings a little bit, right? Um, it's okay. Sorry, not not for no, but not for its impact on a cultural level, or you know, just um, its place in history. Not for that, just for my experience of what yeah. I'm used to when I'm generally listening to music. Um, you know, the production was really minimal. The style of rapping is definitely not anything that is close to what we have today. Um, and there were a couple tracks that I could have done without. Uh, maybe for you guys, not so much. You know, you do have your, your classic ones. I think um, Butter the, is probably like a, yeah, check the rhyme scenario. Like those are the ones that you can't deny, but um, I would say the what track, mm -hmm. that one mm -hmm. was like, did it really need to be there? Or, you know, <laughs> what's the impact of this today? Um, but I think I think it was a good album for um, pushing, pushing a dialect or pushing a dialogue at the time because they did touch on a lot of um, positivity, black power, um, even every day, uh, life of you know just chilling on the block with your friends or being in school and trying to talk to the chick that's fly and you know it was it's a very down-to-earth album so I, I can understand why you guys give it the rating that you do yeah for sure I mean it shaped us like literally like it you know where um, you know just in a way that's just hard to describe so I mean mm -hmm. I, I, I I respect your rating and I, I totally get where you're coming from as far as you listening to it and kind of trying to immerse yourself and to try to just put yourself in the shoes of someone listening to it and then also just you listening to it too. Like there's, there's two I different ways. I appreciate you even to listening to it because, right, right. because I have friends yeah. that, like, that I consider brothers yeah. that are... That, that consider themselves hip-hop aficionados in fact oh if, you ask if you ask them <laughs> if you yeah. ask them nobody's ever gonna call mm -hmm. them that but if you ask them <laughs> yeah and they and will listen to it wow haven't, haven't heard it they haven't just haven't you, heard you it. could probably quote i i heard you in in the first five minutes of this podcast quote a line from the song mm -hmm. they couldn't i yeah, promise wow. yeah it's but just, they, wow. they, i mean uh, other than you know you know a lot from scenario which is probably the most famous song from from the mm -hmm. album you know yeah and the video was super iconic so yeah. you know they definitely have exactly. did you watch the video sure. you watch you watch it it's 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 dope <laughs> it's like that's that's the video that's completed yeah mm. It's, yeah. It was a dope video. Yeah, that was that was, a, that was a big deal when he did that. It was like a, a yeah. like a big pat on the back, like kind of 
accomplishment. Even you know, even watching it now, it still stands among the the videos that we have out now. When you think creativity wise and all the concepts that they put into you know doing yeah. what they did with the technology that they had at the time, yeah, it's pretty iconic. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely. I hadn't even thought about it in those terms, but yeah, um, yeah. because it's what was you know what they did was probably you know the highest of high tech at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's something you can do on your phone now, which is yeah, you know, crazy. But yeah, so scenario, um, I I, I meant to send you because I know it's not something that was part of the album, but I meant to send you scenario the remix. Just to get you mm. to get thoughts on it, so I'll send you that. But um, it's it's the um, it's what Joe Button end up using for Pump It Up is the um, it's the um, backdrop, the um, the beat that he end up using okay. for Pump It Up is the remix, the scenario. Uh-huh. But but no, this is this is cool, man. Um, did were there any tracks that that stood out to you that you said okay, like this is something that that I, I that I could rock with or you know? It's, it sounds like she said butter. Butter was cool. You know, everybody likes Check the Rhyme. I thought the infamous date rape, not Mm -hmm. that I would sit there and bump it for fun, but I think, (laughs) um, you know, the lyrical content of what he was talking about, I think that was pretty dope to be talking about at that time because I don't think a lot of rappers are really being that candid, you know, to speak on subjects like that, you know? So that, that was dope for sure. I would, but those are the ones that stood out to me. Excursions, Butter, Check the Rhyme, Infamous, State Rape, Scenario. I think those were the best for me. Okay. Yeah. Nice. For me. Um, so um, I feel like this went smooth. Like, this went smoother than I thought. Like, um, <laughs> I, I don't know what I was expecting. What did you think it was going to be? <laughs> I, I didn't know. You know, like, <laughs> I, like, fuck that old fuck <laughs> that shit. I will listen to that shit. These old niggas. Like, like yeah, I didn't think it was gonna be that, but I just, I just, you know, I just wanted. Now that we know, like, man, we we could definitely do this exchange program again for sure. Like, and I, I'm confident that I, I'm saying I'm confident that we can get like your honest opinion. And you're like mm-hmm. you're very about it, so that's all we ask. Thank you know, you. like that's what we're looking for, and we. I like this a lot. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the time out to actually. Just you want your next mission, should you choose this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we I'm definitely got it. Um, yeah, well, thank you for giving me the opportunity and being receptive to hearing, you know, cool. and to wanting to include. I really appreciate that. Um, for our listeners, so um, tell tell them about the newsletter, like how they can actually um, be, a, you know, a part of the list. Um, mm-hmm. Let them know how they can find you on social media as well. Okay, well, you can find me on social media at 24jaded. That's 24 jaded if you can't smell that then i can't help you <laughs> um hey man uh J- A- it's true just hey man i i love Listen. everybody that listens but yeah you never common know sense ain't so common i tell people all the time <laughs> um if you would like to subscribe to the newsletter or just check any articles that i have posted up you can go to 24jaded.com there will be a subscription box that will pop up. You can enter your email and, you know, keep updated with all the newsletters, all the articles, all the playlists, everything. It's a one-stop shop. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so when we see you out in the street, should we just say Jade or should we say 24 Jaded? Or nah, Jade, Jade is cool. Jade is sniff. 
Yeah, Jada Pickett Smith is cool. Jory Lane, Jade East, you know, whatever, whatever works, whatever works. I promise, I'll turn around. <laughs> um, how, how often does the um does the newsletter come out? Um, so I try to do maybe two a month. I don't like to oversaturate. You know, if anything, maybe I'll do three. Yeah. But three is definitely max. So probably every other week. And and in the playlist, you put those together. Once on a month. Once the twenty fourth of each month. Yeah. Ha-ha. Nice. <laughs> as in, um, as, as by the time yeah, you guys hear this, yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah, you would have already got the uh, the newest. Uh, can I put you on playlists? Mm-hmm. Um, one last thing. Um, it's it's just been in terms of our culture uh, for people of color, um, for for ladies, uh, for creators. Uh, it's been a, a, a great couple of weeks. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Black Panther. Have you seen it? And um, what do you think about it, just overall? Um, I haven't seen it. I do plan to. Um, I have been wanting to hear thoughts about it. So if you want to share your thoughts and just tell me what you guys thought of it, that would be interesting. So you have to you have to give Phil a disclaimer. So Phil, can you give us the, the, the short version of, of how you feel about it? No. Um, <laughs> No, um, <laughs> without without going into a, a whole diatribe, um, I think it was one of the most positive uh, cinematic experiences for Black people that I've seen in quite some time. Um, just the fact that it was directed by a 31-year-old uh, African-American director. Uh, it, 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 the cast was 90%, you know, Black. Um, it's the second biggest biggest opening movie in the in the history of movies, you know. Um, and the only thing that's that's bigger than that is a movie that that people waited thirty years for, uh, Episode One of Star Wars. Uh, so just on those two things alone, you know, it's it was special. And, and the fact that it was actually a good movie. You know, it's it stand even though it's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you can see it without having to have seen the other previous movies and yeah. be cool. You know, you won't be lost. You know, mm-hmm. because it, it stands up on its own. You know, and there and you're almost guaranteed to have you know at least two more. You know, just based off the success and the quality of the work. So definitely shout out to everybody involved and um. We're, we're going to talk more in depth about this. Uh, probably do a probably do a, a little mini podcast on it, but you know that that's just my uh, my forty nine cents uh, <laughs> kind of forever. Um, just real quick, um, anything that galvanizes people, young, old, um, white, black, fat, skinny, like whatever. Like I've heard so many different stories that. Um, people that want to see it, people that did see it, people that had these experiences where they hadn't been to the theaters in 20 years, but this was the one movie that got them out to go um, and they enjoyed the experience so much that they're gonna go again. Like, anything that galvanizes people, I'm a fan of. Um, anything that galvanizes um, minorities, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a, you know, super fanatic of. Um, so just the fact that there's something like this, 
it's it's actually um, thoughtful. Like it's not just something that was just put together. Um, it's something that that people put a lot of you know blood, sweat, and tears. I was already sold on it by then. Um, the fact that the story is something that I kind of was was hoping would be told one day, and it finally did. Yeah, you know, that's just the icing on the cake. So um, my my suggestion for anybody that that is looking to see it, don't hesitate. Don't think that you know you're gonna walk away from this experience regretting it. I'm guaranteeing you you would at least walk away saying, "Wow, I did not waste my time," and that was that was a really good movie going experience. If nothing else. Mm-hmm. And, and that's you know that's that's all you can ask for these days yeah Absolutely. that's for sure <laughs> everything else is a bonus you know so um yeah please um i i'm i'm imploring everybody if you have little sisters cousins um nieces Sons, nephews daughters. daughters um you know of that age to where they they can kind of take in something and you know walk away from it um you know um thinking about it and you know provoking some thought and, you know, there's mm-hmm. some great there's some great questions that can be asked based off of watching this and um some great conversations that can be held as well um so mm-hmm. you know, looking, looking forward to you're, you're you're our people now so looking for all of our people to be able to see it for us to be able to have conversations about it for years to come like phil said it definitely be a, a definitely. franchise franchise that'll be around so um looking forward to hearing your take on it when you see it yeah i mean what i can say for now it's i think it's definitely important to acknowledge the fact that you have a a 31 year old person of you know color that's directing the film and is in a position of power to help shape the narrative and you know outside of whatever the the plot or the theme of the movie is you know another thing that a lot of parents could teach their kids to take away from the film is you know there's a person of color like you that created this and you can do it too and this is how we can kind of try to take our stab at reforming or changing society because if we had more you know minorities and young people shaping the narratives of the things that we're actively consuming it could really you know have a positive effect on society like we're seeing right now so you know hopefully that's something else that people will take away from it too I think it's gonna have a, a, a great residual effect on the way that people view um, black stories and um, mm-hmm. also black consumers because yeah. they definitely they definitely know that that we spend um, as far as people of color, black, brown, um, but we, we they also know that um, that we have the power um, to 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 influence, and that's the part that's kind of scary sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you see that we can use this inf- influence for good, you know, then things start to change a little bit—not too much, but a little bit. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to see as as time goes by. Like, what what's the next thing that maybe not that maybe wouldn't have been greenlit that, that actually gets you know um, that the opportunity based that gets on. an opportunity. Yeah. Besides uh, uh, another Kevin Hart movie. Yeah. Word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, I love Cap too, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we know where you're coming from. That's pretty, pretty much everybody at this point. They, we kind of know what, what 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 our guy is bringing to the table, and that's fine. Yeah. If you, you want to go see Jumanji, and you see my man jump up and, <laughs> up and down on the rock's back ten times, <laughs> that's you know that's 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 on you. You know, if you can sleep at night doing that, that's fine. But, we um, just need a variety of, of context. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, once again, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking to Jade, aka 24 Jaded, um, new new member of the Cipher uh, that that we uh, call our, uh, our our members of the Tissue and the Tape family. We salute you. Thank uh, you. We, we, thank you for, uh, for 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 going into the wee hours with us. We're night owls, so this is nothing for us. But we don't know how that applies to you. But nah, this um, is cool. This is fine. Okay, we we'll have to do this again. Definitely, yeah. most definitely. It was it was a pleasure. It was fun talking with you guys, and you know, hearing your, your knowledge that you have for me. So, and anytime, and we're gonna we're gonna collaborate too. Don't 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 think this is just a one off. We we got some, no, that's fine. I'm always down. All right, I'm always down. No, and, and before you go, I I I need to know, man, uh, uh-huh. because I, I I got a I got a little hole in my um. In my podcast schedule, uh, when when are you guys coming back, man? Oh, um, are you guys coming back? I, that's a good question. Um, hopefully so. I I really can't give you a date. You know, we were hoping to be back by March, but I think Ivy is she's still trying to balance having a job at this record label and. You know, there's so many things that come with that to prioritizing, you know, your personal life and wanting to do this part of the industry. So I, I don't know. You. We will keep you posted. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, at some point we do. But for Ooh, now, well, we'll, I don't we'll, know. We'll definitely be looking out for you guys because uh, the chemistry was dope. Um, I love listening. Um you always gave me a uh, new insight and in what was going on in the city. So I mm-hmm. definitely appreciate it. And um, uh, until then, uh, you know, keep rocking with us. Yeah. Most definitely. Salute. Yeah. Thank you. I- no problem. You guys have a good night. All right. You too. You Thank too. you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Yes, sir, Vod. Filmatic, once again, man, there's so many beautiful people um in this industry man from um from their words to their to their presence to their love for this actual thing that we call hip-hop and it's, it's always great to be able to yes, sir, to break bread man um there's nothing like being having a conversation about something that you love like hip-hop man you know it's uh. just it's a unifying force, man. Yo, it really is. It's like vibranium. <laughs> um, you know, it, we're gonna talk about that, man. You know, there, there's some people that we know that are, that were team Killmonger. Mm-hmm. There were some some people that we know that were team uh, T'Challa. Yeah, I was I was a little uh, people that were in the middle, kind of kind of T'Challa monger. Yeah, <laughs> they, they both made good points, but this is uh, something that we're gonna talk about uh, on our mini on our mini podcast. Uh, yeah, man, we got it. We got. We, I think Black Panther has uh, it. Definitely deserves its own standalone uh, sure. pod. So we we will we'll reconvene on that one. It, it's something that we're gonna be asking people like yo have you seen have you seen bp yet and absolutely if they, if they say no it's gonna be like uh bar exam four what what you mean <laughs> hit them every <laughs> every time of the hour like what you yeah. waiting on <laughs> yeah exactly um 
um, you actually reminded me of something. So we we, we might have a, a little treat for that too um, as well. So stay tuned, everybody. Man, we got we got some ideas. We got some things we're working out. Oh. Um, we we appreciate uh, everybody rocking out with us. Um, Tissue in the tape forever. Wakanda forever. Filmatic, take us out with the fader. You already know. Uh, I I definitely want to uh, give one more shout out to uh, uh, the lovely Twenty Four Jaded for rocking with the heat holders. Uh, you are official uh, tissue in the tape extended family. Um, we definitely appreciate your time. Definitely um, wanted to give a shout out to, uh, of course. My guy RJ Payne and uh everything he has going on, the whole uh uh educated ignorance uh team. Uh wanted to give a shout out to Rick G's. Hey man, yeah, we, we got some shit. Uh King Champs, uh Del P, uh all the people that, that rock with us and all the people that we rock with are uh, our our ciphers getting a lot bigger, working on some new new uh material and new content to bring to y'all but until that time comes you know what it is work for the money live for the love and die for what you believe in this is tissue and the tape respect he holds he hold us what kind of happen they do hip hop better than you oh this is tissue and the tape like that daddy like that, baby. You're on point five. Once again, Tip. You're on point five. Once again, Tip. You're on point five. Once again, Tip. <laughs> Watch me bust they shit. You're on point five. Once again, Tip. You're on point five. Once again, Tip. You're on point five. Once again, Tip. Watch me bust they shit. Okay. Everybody out your seats and off for the wall. It's the fight, Dinky Dog on Arsenio Hall. Kick it rhymes, kick it beats, just strictly for the streets. And if it's Burger King with it, I suggest you eat a little hip hop off the tip on the top of the dome. Make the sucker MCs wanna go home. Whether you're from that place or whether you're from this place, I'm straight from New York, but Atlanta is my main place. Check out the style as I kick it like whatever. My rhyme style is ill, plus my brothers is quite clever. So check it how I kick it one time for your mind. Rub Daddy Crew coming through. Yo, check the rhymes. You're on .5. Once again, Tim. You're on point five. Once again, Tim. You're on point five. Once again, Tim. Wow. Watch me bust they shit. Okay. This is the year that I'm coming and just devastate. My style is great, action peoples cannot dominate. My rhymes are harder than last night's erection. Don't blame it close, I have this mic up in your midsection. My shit is love, simply me that my joint is tight. Amping up the mic, making sure product is tight. Sometimes I might catch a severe case of riders rock. But by the end of the day, you'll be on my shot. Real names will leave my hobby, putting MG to the test. And if you run, I put my foot up in your freaking chest. Freestyle fanatic, and never will it ever stop. Your crew is his, might just wanna go on point five. Once again, tip. You're on point five. Once again, tip. You're on point five. Once again, tip. Wow. Watch me bust they shit. Well, you've been in the studio for so long. See, that's like a reward to me. And people appreciate it and like it. Besides them buying our records, coming out and see us. So you gotta be that, right? Most of you suckers wanna be down for the tag along. The freaking fame. Someone tell them that this shit ain't games. You got to do this from your heart and then your inner soul. And if it's real, only then will you be on a roll. I try to stay on top of my game, they ain't no time to lose. For I will leave the quest of us still be paying dues. So hear me out one time, you got to be yourself. Cause if you ain't yourself, you end up by your friggin' self. I'm coming rugged with the Linda Bully type of slang. Ayo, 
fight. You're on point tip. You're once again fight. You're on point tip. Yeah. You're once again fight. Hey yo, that kid is nice. If you ain't yourself, you end up by your friggin' self. Cause if you ain't yourself, you end up by your friggin' self. Cause if you ain't yourself, you end up by your friggin' self. Cause if you ain't yourself, you end up by your friggin' self. Cause if you ain't yourself, you end up by your friggin' self. Cause if you ain't yourself, you end up by your friggin' self. Cause if you ain't yourself, you end up by your friggin' self. Cause if you ain't yourself, you end up by your friggin' self. Suckers up here, y'all got it all going on. Trap talk crash. We'll be back.